Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. I'm here on the right of my screen. I don't know if I'm on the right of yours. You're all uh, right. All right. You are also <laughs> here with Lee Padabadabadoo. Say hi, Lee. Yabadabadoo. Exactly. This is like potentially episode number 161 of the Fret Talk podcast. And I've lost count of which number it is of the live cast by now. So it's just, it's, I mean, we can say the date, I think. The 20s, 23rd, is it? 23rd. So uh, you, you think go. so? Uh, yes, it is the 23rd. Yes, you're right, my friend. It is the 23rd. It seems like the, like the 468th of August by now. Oof. Oof. How are you? How are you, my man? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. How is everyone in the audience? Who have we got watching us today? Join in, chat in, say hello. Oh, do you know what? I haven't changed the titles. So apparently tonight we're discussing the Parson of Peter Green again. No, it says Lee. Lee uh, live. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Tonight we are discussing the passing of Peter Green, yeah? Apparently, yeah, we are. Uh, I mean, that that was sad. Although it was sad (laughs) about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Still sad. Still yes, sad. Still sad. We've got twelve people viewing with us. Um, say hi in the chat if you are there. Give us yeah. a hey ho, Greg. Give, give hey. us a welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're in the chat, that'd be nice. Yeah, uh, greedy Greg. We mentioned uh, the other week who did. I can't. Do you know what I've done? What have I've colour coded my pedals. Oh Can you see God. behind me? They're all white. Uh, they're all white. On, on the, on the and they match the, the guitar as well, which is kind of like an off <laughs> whitey creamy colour. So I've got all the blue ones up here. I've got all the black ones up there, which is like overflowing. I've got all the purple and pinky ones up there. Yeah, I'm I'm really sad. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I I've <laughs> organised mine into like a like a small kind of tower, um, and I'm pretty sure they are mostly load bearing. So if I remove one. <laughs> the tower will will no longer be a tower. Um, I know exactly what you mean. I've got too many uh, things, man. I've, I need to. I need to get rid. I can see your cursor. I think, or is that can mine? You? It, it might be mine. There we go. Why is that appearing on there? <laughs> there should be oh. an option to not show the cursor, and your screen is gone. Anyway, let's not worry about the hand of doom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hand of doom. That's uh. Isn't that, that that's something? Isn't it Hand of Doom? Or isn't that is, is a that lyric true? from a Black Sabbath song? You're wishing that the Hand of Doom would take your mind away. Oh, uh, from down, down, uh, Sabbath, down, bloody Sabbath. Yeah, I love Sabbath. Oh, it's been ages since I've listened to Black Sabbath. Do you know what? I, I, I go through probably once a month and just listen to shitloads of Sabbath. I, they're one of my favourite all-time bands. They're just amazing. So, so amazing. I, I owe a lot of my kind of early guitar playing career to Black Sabbath because I just riffed the fuck out when I was young. Um, and the best place to get riffs from is Black Sabbath because Jeremy was the god of riffs. So uh, I got a set of pickups this week and I put them in uh, from Mr. Fletch and they were P90s and I put them into an SG. So I was obviously playing some Sabbath yesterday. 
of course. Um, what what was the setup that you were using? What what were you running, kind of effects wise, to get that Sabbathy tone? I was just running uh, into an overdrive and then into the amp because I put them in last thing last night, and I was yeah. really really tired because we 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 did a big blitz at the house yesterday, and I ended up doing a shed load of DIY, and I was just like, oh man, I'm really tired. So yeah. um, so I put them in, played some Iron Man, put them away. That's cool. <laughs> basically it. And but, what yeah. what was the set that you've got? Because he he does a fair few. I were think they, they're the vintage ones. Were they? <laughs> Are they like um, humbucker size P nineties, or are they like full full P nineties? No, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. They're the hum, humbucker size P nineties, so they're not P ninety size uh, ones. But yeah, they they're humbucker size. I've uh, got chrome covers on them, and they look blinding. They look absolutely amazing. Trouble is, right? I put them in the guitar, and what do you expect the volume pot to be? What what what? Um, what output? Uh, what resistance? 250k for a, for a P90. Or most, maybe 330. Well, most people recommend 500k for a P90. So oh, I've got 500k on the tone, but yeah. on that particular guitar, and I've never looked at it before, the volumes, both of them, are 100k. What? <laughs> never seen it before. Neither had, um, neither had Ben. So, yeah, so I'm going to have to rip the guts out of it and. Um, Total just... wiring harness. Well, just by the bits. It's it's not hard when you're just wiring up single coils. It's very very simple to wire them up. Yeah, so, it's um, two wires, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, two wires, two because I've got two tones, two two volts, two volumes. So it'll just be two two connectors to the uh, from each pickup. One you put the black and the um, white as an earth, so you just ground that to the top, and then you just connect the red off to one of the lugs on the volume, and that's it. It is as simple as that. So, so simple. Fletch was doing, I don't know if he does them anymore, but he was doing like a little um, like PCB that you um, attach to um, to pots uh, that you basically, you wire your, your pickup onto this PCB uh, and then it allows for like switching options. Right. That's a lot of phase cool. switching and stuff. Yeah. I didn't want anything... Um... In fact, I was just toying with just having a bridge pickup and leaving the uh, neck cavity open. Uh, I I wasn't that interested in doing anything fancy with this. I like fancy guitars with lots and lots of switching, like I've done on my Les Paul. That can do pretty much anything. Yeah. But the um, the P90 guitar, I just wanted it to be a raw, rocking motherfucker, and and it's pretty much that. Yeah, kind of a la um, Phil X. With the bridge yeah. um, P ninety and then the neck pickup completely, yeah. Uh, and the the guitar really kind of um, replicates that sort of um, rock and roll. This is shit, but sounds great. Sort of aesthetic because it's it's an old guitar that someone gave to me, and it was an Avon guitar from the eighties. Nice, <laughs> not really, but it's mahogany. It's a bolt on neck, yeah. um, but then um, people go, oh, bolt on neck SG, and it's like, but you play a strat, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. People don't turn their noses up at a strat, but a bolt on neck SG, they turn their noses up. It's just, yeah, it's cause, because it's unexpected, isn't it? Yeah. You, you see Gibson style guitars, you think set necks. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. Like, if 
there's there's not really a problem there. And if it is a cheap guitar and then it's like the next set wrong, you you're much more likely to be able to change something with it if it's a bolt on neck than if it's a it's a set neck that's been set wrong. So yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. Um, well, you you can get it fixed, but you, you'd have to get it fixed by like a pro, wouldn't you? So, look, what yeah. what I want to do is just have an interlude here and say, people watching, thank you for joining us. It's really lovely that you have joined us. But could you please share this so more people can see it, more people can comment, share it as a watch party, or just share it to your favourite groups or to your own Facebook pages or uh, and these sort of things, because we want people to love us. We we are very needy people. <laughs> <laughs> We're like bread. <laughs> Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do love the the listener interaction. Um, just mm. while we while we're here, if you are in the chat, let us know. Put your favourite Black Sabbath song down below because uh, oh, yes. I want to get on a Black Sabbath kick. Um, to be fair, what I've been doing, like when I've been in the mood for Black Sabbath, I've been going for Black Label Society because it's kind of a similar vibe, and I love absolutely love like the nasty just of of Zach's guitar tone and just oh man. yeah it's like it's good fat, fat, oh. so there's a, a bit of a story of me in Black Label Society it was um, before I started playing guitar um, I met some guys I was working it was one of my first jobs leaving school and because um, I didn't start playing until quite late I always wanted to but we didn't have the ability um, so went through um met these guys and they were basically virtuosos already and they were younger than me about a year younger than me they've been playing for years they, you know and they were playing all the van halen stuff and all the malmsteen stuff and all these sort of things nice in fact reesey wasn't even supposed to be working at the place we were working at because he was too young <laughs> but he somehow he got away with it it was, it was that sort of thing uh, and um I was like, I really want to be able to play. And they were like, what do you want to play? And I was like, well, I've heard this song on this on this album. It was on like one of the, wasn't the Krang magazine, but it was one of those sort of scuzz or something like that magazines. And yeah. I was like, there's this song. And I didn't even know what Black Label Society was really. And I was like, this this is this is how things should sound. And it was, <laughs> it was old Zach Weld just like tearing away. And then I was like, oh, oh. And there's also this. And I handed them over like um, Painkiller, as we discussed before. I was like, I need to be able to do this. This this is what I need to be able to do. <laughs> uh, Very much so. I've, I've just, <laughs> yeah. The um the the um chat's just been blowing up with like Black Sabbath hits. Um, it? Yeah. So we've got uh, Bimson saying NIB because it starts with Geezer and like legit, legit. I love that tune. Um, I, <laughs> I once played <laughs> played NIB. Uh, along with two of the Black Sabbath tunes at a church. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have fond memories of NLB. Uh, we've got uh, Greedy Greg, Sweet Leaf, uh, Jeff Hyatt, Cornucopia. All good choices. All good choices. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would say is like my favourite Black Sabbath tune. And it's it's really difficult. Um, oh. What am I gonna go for? Uh, like symptom of the universe, just heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's the one that gets like, like dun, 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 dun. yeah, 
Yeah. And that's that is Sabbath. It's just like gritted teeth, head banging. My favourite, if you're interested, is Freddy's Wear Boots. Freddy's Wear Boots, legit. Like, yeah. Down with that. This brilliant, brilliant song. There's another Sabbath tune that System of Down covered, and it's it's a wicked Sabbath tune, and I can't think of it. Snowblind, Snowblind. <laughs> yeah. Love that tune, and uh, Sab. Uh, sorry, the, like the Sabbath version and the System of a Down version are so different, but they are both just really, really awesome. <laughs> Speaking of covers, what about Planet Caravan? Yes, yeah. Um, I think he did a cover of that, didn't he, Zach Wild? No, uh, no, it weren't. It was uh, it was Pantera. Yeah, of course it was. Uh, <laughs> um, We're not allowed to talk about Pantera anymore, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's it's annoying. It's it's less controversial than talking about Gary Glitter. I was just thinking. I was I was just thinking. You know, these poor people who are like. But they're obviously idiots anyway, but they were like big Gary Glitter fans. And then they're like, oh, oh, but what do I do? Yeah, yeah, I've got all these Gary Glitter albums and now they're worth nothing. Can you imagine <laughs> if you were like an art collector and you happen to have like a, a collection of Rolf Harris art and you oh. thought, do you know what? One day I'll sell all that and make a mint. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the market's falling out of that at the moment, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking like in terms of oh, like a scale of... Um, like how uh, how acceptable it is to listen to like in modern day day and age, you've got Gary Glitter, and I think even further than that, you've got Lost Profits. Oh God! Because yeah, like uh, Ian I, Watkins. I, I really feel sorry for the rest of that band. Oh yeah, completely, completely. It's so, it's so like some of their stuff was really iconic in the like the early two thousands. <laughs> I was never a big fan, if I'm honest. I, that, some of their stuff really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, some some of their... That, what was that song they had that was quite big and they had a really cool name to it? Something about um, Shinobi. Like Progress. Oh, Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja. Yeah, that was a well-called title for a song. That song did not deserve that title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like some of the earlier Lost Prophet stuff, which was a bit like, it was a bit more proggy. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, not allowed to say it these days, though. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, but, like you know, yeah. like at far at that end, you've got like Lost Profits and Gary Glitter, and then you go a bit further along, um, and then you've got like Bill uh, Anselmo or whatever his name is, uh, is slightly less less of a controversial topic, and then Michael Jackson as well. No, the thing is with Jacko, it was never. I was listening to Michael Jackson the other day because, you know, that's such good music. But um, you, you've always got it in the back of your head. You're like, did he, didn't he? Did he, didn't he? You know, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh. yeah, it's it's very difficult to say. Hi um, to Mr. Anthony Flisher. And let us know how things are going, man. Uh, Andrew Bibson, I've yeah, seen yeah, Gary's Glitter. Yeah, yeah. The, I should read these before I read them out loud. Hand of uh, Doom. Oh, actually, Hand of Doom is my favourite Black Sabbath. This is from Jeff Hyatt. Jeff's a really cool guy. He's um, he's actually friends with Greedy Greg. Um, it's interesting how we've had no Dio era stuff crop up. Oh, man. But, but when you take... Dio out of Black Sabbath and put yeah. in with some of Deep Purple and Create Rainbow, you've then got 
one of the best bands that ever existed. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got nothing against Dio era Black Sabbath, but it's it's Dio, it's not Black Sabbath. That's what I that's what I'm saying about it. It doesn't really have the vibe of Black Sabbath. Mm, and although I do, do like, like Dio I, a lot. I don't think there's any argument that like Dio is a much more accomplished uh, singer than um, than Ozzy, but like the most iconic Black Sabbath tunes are Ozzy era Black Sabbath tunes. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? What am I talking about? Black Sabbath is probably the best Black Sabbath song. Yeah, it's a wicked tune. I do like it. It is because it's like it's doomy as fuck, and then it goes into that. That really awesome riff. The yeah, it kind of starts galloping. Yeah, yeah, man. Do, do you know what? They nailed that genre with the first song of the first album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> That's a holy like, metal, one. Metal would not be where it is today if it weren't for Black Sabbath. I think that is that's easily easily a fact. Not even a. Mm. Not Fem- even a. Fem and Zeppelin. Zeppelin, um, you know, they really... I know they weren't anywhere near as heavy, but, yeah. Anything off of Masters of Reality, uh, says Greg. Uh, Jeff said, first Rainbow record rips. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Was that over the Rainbow? Uh, Anything from Masters of Reality. I mean, Masters of Reality, Paranoid, Black Sabbath. All of those early... um, Earlier Black Sabbath um, albums were just smashing it out of the park. I'll tell you Doesn't... what I want to know. What's your favourite Deep Purple album? Uh, Fireball. Mm. Oi. Yeah, I mean, In Rock's awesome, but there's there's some tunes on that that just great. I mean, like, um, like Rat Stew and... Um, <laughs> Oh, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, I need to get a, a track listing up. But there's a couple of them that just they don't quite uh, they don't quite resonate with me. Whereas In, in Rock's my favourite. Uh, you know, if you've got any album that finishes with Child in Time, it has yeah, to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the best. It's just yeah. such a what a song, what a song. Oh, Burn though as well. I love Burn. Mm. Like the the kind of because it's got the 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 more kind of soul and funk. Um, Machine Head's a great great album. Yeah. Well, that, that... Can I can can I cheat and say like Made in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like... tell you, I tell you what. You say that one of my favourite Metallica albums is the S and M album, which uh, with the orchestra. I absolutely adore that album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to be fair, it it, ages. it it like perfectly snapshotted a point in time, which was kind of like the high point of Metallica, mm. arguably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who um, who say that they uh, they were not great after the Black Album, or in fact, including the Black Album in that. Black um, Album was one of the best metal albums ever. Uh, you know, people who say that are just like trying to be elitists. I, I think anyway, and it's, it's it's personal opinion. I, I will happily sit down and listen to Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. In fact, Master of Puppets is one of my favourite albums ever. But I do love the Black Album as well. Yeah, I think in terms of like sheer thrash, um, 
Master of Puppets is hard to beat. But then mm. it, it showed a kind of a departure from that. The the the, the competition between the, the 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 four trying to get faster and heavier, and they just went, "Nah, it's stupid. We'll we'll go a bit more." Um, I don't want to say mainstream because it's kind of got negative connotations, but they'll go for like go for more melody rather than just going hard and fast. Well, that's the best were. thing about Metallica, isn't it? The fact that their songs are, you know, they're powerful, but they've, there's a lot of melodic parts in there. You know, you think about Battery itself as a song. Yeah, it starts off Yeah, that's a wrist exercise in and of itself, isn't it, that one? And and that beautiful intro, which is which could almost be um, orchestral on its own to sanitarium. Then you've got the harmonics. It's just such. Oh, I'm going to go listen to Metallica now. Bye. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We've got Sabbath. We need to listen to. We've got Purple. We need to listen to. Metallica. I mean, we we're getting getting people in the in the chat again, like. Metallica, Kill 'em All. Uh, yeah, Machine yeah. Head. Yeah, Kill. Oh, Kill 'em All is such a good album. It really is. Oh man. Uh, okay, right. Um, what have you been up to? Well, I mean, kind of. We've we've done stuff as a as a as a unit, both both you and I. We um, are legion, for we are many. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, because we've been we've been really kind of pushing hard on the um, on the pedal boards of doing YouTube uh, content, um, and along with um, with Mikey, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname. <laughs> Mikey and Lowe. Amaglietti and Lowe, yeah, Lowe George. Uh, we've been we've been like steadily ramping up the content on the pedal boards of doing YouTube channel, uh, <laughs> so. Since yeah. the last podcast, uh, since the last live podcast, should I say, you have um, started a new, new news segment, haven't you? Yes. So obviously, we we bring you up, uh, bring you news on here uh, within reason. We try to bring you news if there is any. Um, sometimes we don't know a huge amounts about it, but what we've done in the past is when things have been announced, we've made videos on them, and they've been viewed a lot. But some people have been like, oh, yeah, you haven't got the pedal to play. It's like, no, it's just been announced. It hasn't even been fucking released. Of course I haven't yeah. got the pedal. To, I'm just talking about the specs so people who don't have to go and read it because people don't read things anymore. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. We, it, we, we looked into it was a, this. It was like a Marmite kind of thing, weren't it, where we had... Um, mm. It kind of divided opinions. There was there were some people who were like really, really pro those uh, those old like news bite videos. But then... For the an equal amount of the people who were like really for it, there was an equal amount of really vocal negativity. Yeah, there was a lot of dislikes on them as well. Uh, yeah, like thumbs down that sort of balls. Uh, yeah. but we knew that there was something there because it had a lot of views, and there was a lot more views than there were there was bad comments. You know, there, there's some of some of the you know got thousands, like tens of thousands of views on them. Yeah, and for yeah, our yeah. little channel, that's quite a lot. So we were like, okay, so uh, where do we go with this? We we know we do the news, we do it on the podcast and the live cast, and, and it's really popular. So we've decided to do a weekly news segment, 
um, PBOD news or whatever we're going to call it. And uh, we're just working on making it better. It's usually about five minutes long or less, depending on how much news there are there is. And I would just go through and bring you the weekly news. So you can just go on, click on there, check it out, and see if you've missed anything. And if anything's worth... Um, Mentioning if what what would probably do I this is just thinking aloud. This is where Mr. Budget Pedal Chips um, bum uh, squeezes and he goes, "Oh no, don't do it." <laughs> but what we probably do is have a look at the um, the comments and if any particular bit of gear gets a lot of uh, traction, a lot of a um, lot of comments and these sort of things, so we'll talk about it on here as well. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking it would, it would work as a really nice supplement to the. Uh, to the live casts where we can where we can pick up on some of the because because the the whole point of pedal boards of news is that it's like short and sharp and just giving you like a real quick this is what's happened this week in guitar like you've got this product that does this next one this product's doing this and it's it's like a real real nice quick roundup it's like fast news bites um yeah. but because of that it means that you can't go into vast amounts of detail so like on uh on the one that was released on Friday you mentioned um a certain product by Harley Benson uh and since then I've had a look at that and I've I've got really excited about some of the things we're going to go into a little bit of discussion a bit further on in the show uh about that so cool yeah that, that, that's so that's the news bit that we've brought on then we've got Mikey who is doing a hands-on um uh, Video. So Mikey is basically, um, if you've ever seen Mikey's videos on Pedalboards of Doom, uh, they're amazing. He yeah. he does, it's similar to the sort of style that Knobs used to do where you just see the hands playing with it, but his playing style is completely different. He does things with pedals like he puts pre-recorded stuff from his phone or uh, from his tablet or whatever, or from a tape player in to uh, a pedal and then makes it it just basically shows you what he can do there is a fantastic one coming out very soon absolutely fantastic uh, and you haven't even seen it yet yeah. have you mr budget no, no, i can't no. wait for you to see this yeah so i mean oh, the, the ones we've, really we've had um i mean we've had one from mikey thus far haven't we which was the stone death um no, no, not Stone Death. Uh, um, Sorry, Fairfield. Um, Fairfield, yeah. Uh, shallow Water, is it? Yes, yeah. So is he that... shows you through the, talks you through the controls. Well, not talks you through. He plays through the controls, and there's a little bit of text on the screen. Very nice, very, uh, very artistic. Lovely to watch. A pleasure to watch. It is like watching a bit of art. Yeah, it's, it's with with Mikey's stuff. It's really tranquil. It's really chilled out. And again, it's like a five minute five minute chunk. But what he does, which I mean, it, I kind of compare it a little bit to the no talk or tone thing, where he's like he's he's playing the knobs of the pedal, but mm-hmm. he does it in a way where he's like he'll have a guitar for like a minute and he'll he'll do like a little loop with that and show like one of the controls on the uh, on the pedal manipulated with that that loop, and then it'll be oh here's the bass riff. Um, and then it's like, oh, here's here's some drum samples going into it, and then here's some synth parts, and it's it's really cool because it's it's almost like a continuous um, flow of music that um, just kind of morphs as as the different bits come in, uh, but then showing like the interaction of certain controls on the uh, on the pedal. 
Yeah, he, he gets a lot of information in that short amount of time, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a clever man. He, he is, uh, uh, and he's a talented man as well. Indeed, yeah. Uh, as is our Lowell. Lowell, sorry. Um, very talented and um, crazy to yeah. boot. <laughs> exactly that, isn't it? He's like our resident Jack Black. <laughs> it's true. I <laughs> am, uh, and he's he's done some amazing videos. Um, oh I mean, if you only check out one of the ones from Lowell, check out his Tube Screamer rapid pedal review. It's one minute. That's Go it, and yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I'm not going to give away the ending, but uh, with. Uh, with Mikey, as we said, it's like tranquil and it's really peaceful. Lel is the opposite end of the spectrum where he's like turned up to 11. Like super, super enthusiastic, enthusiastic, like caffeinated almost. Um, and <coughs> he, he takes you through some... Uh, I mean, the, the previous week was um, uh, Does It Doom? Where he was taking you through um, how how well the uh, the game changer plasma pedal does heavy styles, and then we've got one coming up in a couple of days' time where it's he's doing uh does it surf? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, well, one of the things that we're thinking about doing is a lot lots of these does it so uh, does it doom does it surf and one of the things we were thinking about is uh, does it dad <laughs> does <laughs> yeah. it do dad rock. That's it. And I'm definitely going to have to come in for a cameo on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Oh, yeah. So, so we, I mean, fun. we've 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 done those ones, and I've I've also bought out the Stomp V Stomp as well, which is uh, so cool. Pitting the uh, the the modelling technology against uh, the actual pedal. So we did this with the Mini Tube Screamer, which is based on the TS. As far as I'm aware now. I've been told it's the 808, not the 9. Um, but I've, I've pitted it against the uh, the Screamer 808, which is the like the HX version of that, and then the Legacy version as well, which was from like the M-Series pedals. Yeah, um, so, so if people aren't aware, what you've got in the Helixes is you've got all of their new stuff, but they've also... It was an add-on, wasn't it? It was an update. They added all of the tones from all of the the last generation of pedals and the generation before, so the uh, the DL fours and and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got some of the iconic like um, like the delays and the the reverbs and that, and you've got all. I mean, because a, a lot of the MC stuff was kind of taken and tweaked from that anyway. Um, but yeah, you've got you've got. There's so much stuff on there. Um, it's easy to get lost, and I've done I've done the the tube screaming one. Um, there's another one which is coming out in about three weeks' time, which I'm not going to tell you just what it is yet. But I'm thinking not only doing that, but extending it a little bit and, and maybe pitting some Marshall in the Box pedals versus like the actual amp models as well. To yeah, see that'd how, be cool. How how well they they stand up. So I'm going to have to find some like real legit um, Marshall in the Box. I'm thinking maybe the Chev Tone messiah because that is that is like next level let let me ask ask the audience here um uh or should i phone a friend um we um we're thinking about you know one of the things that you see on on youtube that's quite popular is the top five delays or the 
top worst delays and these sort of things. What would be, if we were to do a top five, what would be your favourite, what would be your suggestion? Top five of what? What would you want to see? Yeah. Top five. I mean, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be top five as well, or like five of the, five of what category? Yeah, what, what would be your list? What would you like to see on YouTube? What would be a list that you'd like to see on YouTube? And that, and for the listeners as well, who you know, listen to this uh, in a week's time or anything, let us know on, on Fret Talk Compatible to Doom and let us know what you think uh, because we, we're very interested to see what sort of feedback we get from the audience. Yeah, yeah, very much because we're, like, we're, we're doing a, a, a an extra push on it to kind of really get it going. Uh, we've started out with a couple of our own ideas, but we'd, we'd happily uh, take on board some ideas from the audience. If it's something you want to see, let us know, because we'll... Uh, if we can do it, we will. Uh, well, that's it, isn't it? That's, that is it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've been doing a lot of that this week uh, in terms of like video stuff. You've you've also got coming out uh, tomorrow, in fact. Tomorrow at about, prob- I think it's scheduled oh, yeah. for about nine o'clock. At least it'll be, Ooh, yeah. Can't see that, can you? Uh, nope, it's yeah, about <laughs> it's a little kind of DIY fix if you've got a broken TRS. Yeah, it's just a hack. I, I, um, I, I hacked a pedal. Um, but if you want to see more, then uh, tune in tomorrow and uh, you'll see it. It's, it's a very short video, I just chucked it together, but I thought it could be handy. Mainly going to be helpful for new guys, but it, you know, if, if you've been playing for a while and you see it and you go. Should have never thought of that. You know, yeah. Then, you know, I hope it helps you. But um, also, there's one thing I'd like to say, right? Okay. There is something on the market until tomorrow, which is free and really, really good. And what I want you to do is to see what it is. Go and watch the news video from yesterday. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Free stuff. Free stuff's always awesome. And uh, uh, what what we should do is at the end of this uh, live stream, when we're doing our, our joke just for the listeners, we should tell them what it is. It'll be done by that point, though. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, but we we can tell them. Oh, yeah. I was hoping to keep people listening to the end. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, it yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work out like that because it's the the link to to access the free stuff will will have expired um, yeah absolutely tell you what i realized from that video when i was uh sorting your um thumbnail out for the the trs video mm. and i it, it it's one of those moments where you you're just like why did i not realize this before trs tip ring sleeve isn't it how did you not know that i just thought it was a like like a xlr <laughs> and stuff like that just a a, a a cable name that didn't have like just had a Random series of, uh, like, um, but letters. But doesn't XLR than... mean something as well? Does um... yeah, it yeah, it does. It but it's like it was a Canon um, specific um, connector, and then it started being ad- adapted by sorry, adopted by uh, other companies. It stands for external line return. There you go. But it's not it's not as stupid as tip ring sleeve. Tip ring sleeve is literally exactly what it is. 
Yeah, it's it. That is. I, I, do you mean stupid as in stupid not getting it, or stupid yeah, yeah, as, yeah, stu- yeah, yeah, like stupid how easy, how simple that is. Hey, Mike Madek, how you doing, man? It's because we we live in a, a society where there are so many little abbreviations, like USB. Like, how many people know that it it stands for like Universal Serial Bus? Like, yeah. how many people know that and just don't think, oh, that's the name of the the thing? I knew that. Why did I know that? Because you're a nerd. Yes, that's why. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've I've done that this week. Let's have a look what else I've done because I've written it all down because I'm that organised. Uh, so yeah, oh, I can't I can't mention that. Oh, I did the the no talk or tone this week was on the Mojo Mojo, which is potentially the greatest guitar pedal ever to have existed ever ever. Apart from uh, the box, of course. Well, we'll have to have a fight about it. Stop rubbing my head. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I see, I see you with your little cursor. Um. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. Oh yeah, I was, I was sorry. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It's really frustrating. Uh, so yeah, I did, I did the the no talk or tone this week on the um, on the Mojo Mojo, and it's it's been out a couple of days. Um, but I've got got some positive feedback in the comments about that actually. Um, with with certain pedals. Um, People just they'll, they'll watch the video, but then they'll stay quiet. But I've I've got a few people like being really vocal, saying yes, I love that pedal. It's amazing. So, and Mr. Bimson says, "I hear Void's top five videos is a usually clickbait drivel." Yeah, okay, uh, but some of them are really good. What was the one we watched yeah. the other day? It was like the top five worst hiding places in games. It was like Metal Gear Solid where they were hiding in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean. And, uh, in the latest one, that like, you could stand up and there was a picture of a person on the box, and the guards would actually think it's that person, even though it's obviously a cardboard cutout on a box. Indeed, it's yeah. Just, I mean, there's, 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 there is a lot of those clickbait, drivelly five uh, top five lists, and that's what we're asking you. We we're, we're, we like the format, but we want to avoid just kind of pissing in the ocean with the the clickbait stuff. We don't want to be delivering. Stuff that you feel kind of cheated for having clicked on. We want yeah. to deliver stuff that you go, yeah, I legitimately would like to know about that. I, um, I wouldn't mind just doing a couple of crap ones for the clicks as well. <laughs> One of my friends did the top 10 worst guitars and he has over a million views. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Hyatt says, I love top 10, five, uh, I love top five lists. There yeah. you go. So, I mean, the, the, there's a market for it and. I want to. I want to be able to to deliver some top five lists and some some not necessarily top five, but something five lists like most interesting five, most influential five, most uh, most weird and wonderful. Um, and and I want to I want to deliver that, but I want it to be something that that you oh. want to actually watch and that you 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 feel that the the experience was valuable for. So absolutely. <laughs> Carry on in those con- uh, comments below and let us let us know what you'd what would a good top five list be for you, Mister BPC. That's me. I, th- I thought you were mentioning the comments. Then. No, no, no. I was, t- I was talking to you. We, we're we're stupid. Go on. We, we're just sitting here arguing about what we think the best pedal is ever, and I'm yeah. going blue box, and you're going mojo mojo. 
We should just do the best pedals. Yeah. Yeah. Five what? best pedals, no arguments. Yeah. The five yeah. best pedals ever. That's it. Like one one from each of us. And there we, we go. Take, We've got top maybe five. Sim- maybe simple pedals because like. Yeah, we can't like chuck in something like the DD five hundred when it's like does so much. Yeah, Obviously, I mean I've got the stomp pedal. down there, which pretty much does everything. Yeah, um, absolutely. In terms of like, in terms of drive pedal, I'd, I mean, I'd I'd take uh, um, uh, Mojo Mojo over putting a stomp into the front of a, um, uh, an amp to model a drive pedal. I just would. It's more simple. Easy. It's easier to manipulate the controls on a on a physical pedal. But yeah, that might make a cool one. Log our top five pedals. Um, yeah, the top five. The pedals. top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come at us. Um, <laughs> that that will generate. That yeah. will generate some um, things. Yes. Some controversial uh, comments, won't it? Tell right. us in the comments what you think your worst top five pedals are. Oh dear. No, just right. just tell us one each. Just tell us your worst pedals ever. Yeah. Right. I, I reckon I, I just looked at the time. We we've got about twenty minutes left. I reckon it is time to mention a bit of news. Go on then. Right, so because I, I talked to you before the cast about this and just said I'm very excited. So we yeah, talked so about I've the Harley some, Benton. I've got, some, I've got some images ready, um, but I don't know what you're about to say. Okay, so Harley Benton, DNA, FX, GIT. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Essentially. Absolutely. Uh, two foot switches and a, and a um, treadle uh, multi-effects kind of modelling unit. Uh, so, it's got 55, quote-unquote, yeah, that's the one, uh, non-linear amp models, 26 IRs, and it allows you to load your own IRs as well. Uh, 151 guitar effects, which include drive, comp, uh, gates, EQ, modulation, wah, pitch, filter, delay, and reverb. You can have up to nine effects at once. So if it works anything like the Helix, you'll probably find that like amp is is one block. So you'll probably have somewhere up to about like six or seven effects as well as your amp model, if that's the way you want to use it. Um, we've got an expression pedal, obviously, with the treadle. Uh, there's the ability to tap tempo. Uh, there's a looper built in. Uh, I think it was 80-second looper. Uh, drum machine with uh, 80 uh, pos- uh, possible drum beats in there. Um You've got a, a tuner as well, so very all-encompassing. What you'd expect from a multi-effects unit. Um, if you flip it over to the back, you've got a uh, mono in stereo out. Oh, I have a picture at the back. <laughs> go, go on then. <laughs> so you've got mono in stereo out. You've got a three point five mil jack for the headphones and three point five mil jack for an aux in. So you could like potentially put a like an iPhone or any other phone, I'm not being phonist here, but like any other phone, like straight into to jam along to some jam tracks. Um, there you go. Oh, yeah, we've got the aux in the input. How do you like the rear end? <laughs> we've got the um USB for like 
USB recording and like editing, uh, like editing patches, which I think because of the limitations of the the screen on this, that will be essential for like dialing in the perfect tone. But then you've also got this uh, this little one, which is uh, let's just have a look. O O T G they call it. So it's like a, a mini USB, like a USB C by the looks of it. Um, but that allows you to go from um, from that into like a smartphone or a tablet uh, to either like record audio on like I know like GarageBand is on uh, a lot of the iPhones, um, and you you might have some like recording like basic recording software on an Android. Um, so you could record like some some little demos rather than just like what you used to do back in the days. Put your phone close to your guitar strings and try and like strum out uh, <laughs> like a oh, an so idea. So it's an out, is it? Yeah, it's an out. Yeah. Or <laughs> so, or you can use that to go like into a smartphone or a tablet, and you can live stream with the tones. Oh. So if you're doing like a little Facebook live or like an Instagram live or something, and you or you or like you you only use like a mobile phone, which a lot of Instagrammers do and a lot of Facebook users do, a lot of the convenience, you can plug into that and use that as a um like use the guitar tones through that, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Can so, you do that, the same thing, on the Moore pedal that is almost exactly the same as this? When yeah, I yes. say almost, I mean it is. Yeah, so from what from what I see, the GE150 is pretty much the same pedal, just with a different chassis. You uh, mean? Have you got this? Me? This one with the back end, this is the back end of the Moore. Okay, yes. Yeah, um, so exactly that, yeah. Yeah, um, you can see just for the listener um, who is um, not seeing this, they've got exactly the same in exactly the same order, exactly the same same IO. So, and I do have I can change this to the um, to the fronts as well. So I'd have yeah. to switch between them. But um, there you go. I, that's go that's still the Harley now. Bender. Still the Harley yeah. Bender. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the Harley Benton. That's the Moor. Yeah, so, so you I can mean, see you've got the buttons lined up in a row. You've got these lights that also are, are up in a row. That's the same on both of them. You've got three knobs, which are master volume mode, and that's exactly the same on here. And you've got the two buttons and the tre- treadle pedal. Treadle so, pedal. <laughs> treadle pedal. Uh, so, like in terms of in terms of the unit themselves, very similar. Like really similar price point as well. Like the Harley Benton is coming in at one thirty nine euros, which is one twenty eight pounds, and obviously is a Harley Benton exclusive. Uh, the cheapest I found the Moore GE one fifty was uh, one three nine, uh, which is I mean it's neither here nor there. Like if if you want to uh, order from from Toman uh, and have it uh, have it delivered from Germany for like a ten or less essentially. Or you can order from companies like in the UK. I've got the uh, the Moor all ready to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I suppose a Harley Benton is probably Europe only. Really, in, you wouldn't want to be shipping that in from the states or, or buying it in from. Is is Moor Chinese or Japanese? It's probably Chinese, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, Moor, Moor's Chinese. I'm almost <laughs> certain. Um, yeah. So, well, in terms of that, I'm thinking like. You, you, your initial thoughts are um, that's trying to um, 
trying to compete with the the HX Stomp kind of territory. A really small, compact. Got the amp modeling. Got got everything built in, but is not meant for like huge amounts of versatility. Uh, it's it's kind of like a um a, a basic uh basic modeling um unit. How do people use the stomp? What what's the the situation in which people usually use the stomp? And don't say they stand on it because that will be grounds for. <laughs> no, this this question is to you, Lee, because it, otherwise it will take it will take quite a while to field questions because we've got. How do people normally use the stump? Yeah, so um, think think about how people use the stump. They usually stick it on their board to make up for pedals that they uh, that they don't have room for. So they'll stick it on. They say they want. Do you know what? My modulation section of my board isn't big enough. I'm going to chuck it on there. Oh, yeah. by the way, also I can use this as another out, so I can run it to my amp, but I can also run it out as a stereo and these sort of things. So yeah, that that that's the sort of the stump is kind of like. Um, I'm going to put this little thing on my board and it's going to take up the... It's going to make up yeah. what another board, an extra second board might have... Ne- I might have needed a second board for everything this can do. Yeah, so that, that's one of the one of the ways that you might use a stomp. Say, say for example, uh, you were in a covers band and you you you, you had your, like, your, your drives all set up. You're like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I've got my amp. But for for one song, I need a whammy pedal. Yeah. So in this it's got log pitch, it's also got a treadle. Sorted, my whammy sorted then. I also need for another maybe two songs, I need a rotary. Sorted, got it in there. Um when we get into like slightly heavier stuff, I need a gate. Okay, got that. So you you got all these little little things that this pedal will be able to fill in. I um I I think it's it's a great little introduction. I think it's a great way to get into that. Um, how do I say it? It's a good way to get into that um, that world. Yeah, do, right. Do you know what I mean? Because it's um, it can be a bit daunting, and sometimes something little, especially something like the stomp, unless you've come at it from the other angle of, oh look, that helix is really really good. I, I don't find, I, I wouldn't mind one of them. Then you go down to the the stomp. If you come at it from seeing the Harley Benton and the Mua and then look at the stomp and you think, well, that hasn't even got a treadle on it. Yeah. You know, it, it can be a bit confusing. Right. So, like, if if you're comparing the stomp to the these two units, the Harley Benton and the Mua, um, the, from what I can see, the, the, the stomp, the interface for it, the way that you... Uh, you create patches is much much simpler on the the stomp because it's got the um it, so we've got like one two three four five six uh six like rotary buttons and then like four press buttons and like touch sensitive stomp buttons you can do a lot of the editing from the uh from the stomp unit itself whereas i think if you if you're looking to get like deep editing with the the Harley Benton and the Moor, because it's so um, so limited in terms of what you can do from the unit itself, you'd be be having to look to the USB to be able to really uh, really hone in on that kind of stuff. 
But the other the other thing I wanted to talk about as well, like the other thing that people use this for, and I know um, Phil from Pedal Patch does does this. He's got a pedal board, and then he's got the stomp kind of towards the end of the pedal board, which he uses uh, as a almost like a DI, so he can go direct out mm. uh, with the amp. Um, that's that's modeling. kind of what I was talking about a bit earlier um, when I was saying like people kind of like thinking yeah I can use this uh, in stereo and it's ad- it's like adding a second amp to my uh, to my rig. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, I mean you could use it as uh, as a backup if uh, mm. you went to a venue and they didn't have an amp or you like you had to go to a venue but you could only get there via public transport or whatever. Yeah, then it's it's a perfect solution for that. I'm a um, massive advocate of pedal board um, amps, and I think uh, as time goes on, we're going to see more and more and more. The the one I've got on my board at the minute, which is the V4 Duchess, I'm so in love with that. I, I I'm using it on a daily basis. Yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing. Like when I first got the Stomp, um, and even up until now, like this is what like two three months on. I found the amount of time that I uh, set aside to practice because it was so quick and convenient. I'd just switch on the unit. There we go. We sorted, um, and I could do silent, uh, silent practice with my headphones. I found the the amount of time that I practiced shot up. It completely yeah. shot up. So you've you've just reminded me of something. Massive, massive, massive news. I've put in my order for the Wazare headphones. <laughs> way finally fantastic good stuff my man there is something else that came out on the market which i totally forgot to mention in the news um so i'd like to mention it now because it is a uh just like the the ability to live stream with the uh with the harley benton and the Moor, i feel that this is a game changer as well go on so this here, this is from a country, a company called Bright Onion Pedals. You might know of them. Um, they uh, they're based down in Brighton. Bright Onions is is a parody on Brighton. Um, they've been going around for, for ages. They they're a great company. They do powder coating for comp- uh, pedal companies as well. So they they've got their fingers in many pies. But they've been doing switches. Not so much switches. They have done like basic switches, but nothing like the G2 or the ES8 and these sort of things. Yeah, it's all it's all kind of uh, analog switching systems rather than exactly. rather than fancy MIDI and digital switching systems, isn't it? And patch bays. Yeah, and and that sort of thing. And I know you can buy their stuff all all around uh, the country, and they do really really great stuff. I don't know if you can get this over in the states. If you can. I would recommend it. It is called the Quad Remote Looper V2. The basic principle of this is if you've got a G2 or an ES8, you can add four more loops to your um, to your switcher. It works in a similar sort of way um, that you would have got from the Decibel 11 loop expander. But that only added three loops and required MIDI. And I remember that being quite expensive. I think it was like 250 quid, something along those lines. I did try and Google that um, before, but I couldn't um, I couldn't find it because I was talking to some friends about it because you just can't find them anywhere. I don't know if they've stopped making them or if the company's gone down or whatever. 
But this works quite cleverly. Uh, you don't lose a, a loop. What it happens is on the ES8, you have two switch outs, which you would normally run to your amp to switch channels. Yeah. Or to switch the reverb on and off. So you can often do a TRS to stereo mono jacks and put one into each and then you can switch the two the two bits and piece saver. What happens on this is you use both the TRSs out into this and that allows you to switch between all four send and returns. So you've got send and return one, two, three and four and each of them you run off to another pedal. So basically for this costs £120 for the black one and you save a tenner if you go for the non-painted one. Yeah. And uh like, it adds you turn four in, new loops, doesn't it? At least. Yeah, you turn an ES eight into an ES twelve. I've nice. been bitching at boss for about three years to bring out an ES twelve. I keep saying to him, bring out a new switcher, bring out an ES twelve. I want twelve and Matt keeps saying to me, just buy a bloody loop extender. <laughs> just buy it. And I'm like, no, 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 I want ES12 because it will come with extra features and stuff. But I'm going to get one of these. And, it, you know, this is a big thing. Uh, you know, it will turn the um, G2 into 14 loops. That's yeah, but it also somewhat. works on the uh, on the smaller ones as well, the ES5 as well, doesn't it? Yes, it works on the ES5, but it doesn't work on the MS3, MS3 because yeah. that's only got one switch out. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend this. It's Bright Onion Pedals, Quad Remote Looper V2, and I'll be adding one of these to my board and reporting accordingly. Um, this is great for me. The only thing it can't do is order switching. But, yeah. you know, so what? It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I've, uh, speaking of uh, Bright Onion, mm-hmm. um, you need to switch off that um, that image there, Lee. So, is it really, really bright on the screen? No, you just had it for about 15 minutes, mate. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here you go. This is... Uh, that was one of their little pedals, is it? Yeah, this is... Because the, they've stopped doing them now. Um, but back when they were, I uh, I got a, a Bright Onion Soap Boost. Um, and this week on Instagram, I took, if I may say so myself, a fopping fabulous picture of it. Did you? I did. Mm-hmm. Looks lovely. Um, you swung me around from the from the Harley Benton before I was ready, Mister. I am ever so sorry. I thought you'd finished. Was no. there something more? There is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's mainly so price point. Price point for the Harley Benton is uh, one thirty essentially. Cheapest IR loader you can get. Pretty much one thirty. So. Like if you are in the market for an IR loader, which this does, you you are better off getting this unit than you are like because I think the net the uh, it's the Moore um, radar which is uh, the the cheap kind of IR loader. Um, I th- I'm not aware of any kind of cheaper Chinese pedal companies that do them, but like. Th- that is the cheapest you'd go for, like a, a legitimate IR loader. I bet someone like Donna does one. I I, I looked because that's what was I was trying to convince myself to get instead of the the HX stomp. 
You should uh, so always get a portion of chips with when you buy a Donner pedal, shouldn't you? A <laughs> Donner and chips, oh dear. Oh, man. Yeah. Both of them. A, a Donner and a, and a Dan Electro fish and chips. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, so, like... For for hundred and thirty quid, you can you can pretty much buy a, a more radar, or you can buy the, the uh, their full pedal, which gives you a bunch of other effects as well. The the best reply we had on the worst pedal was Jeff said the DoD grunge. At which point I said no, but he he has said that for those li- who have lived in Seattle their whole lives. They get really weird about the word grunge. Yeah. It's like the home of. Um, yeah, man. yeah, it was a, it was a pedal that was... Uh, uh, it missed the boat, really, didn't it? The, uh, the DoD grunge, because it was, it was out kind of after the, uh, after the boat had sailed. Yeah, I, I, I want to pick up those DoD pedals. I've, I think there's some gems in there. You'd have a job because Mr. John Hornby Skews has mentioned them on his <laughs> bloody uh, YouTube channel. You can't call him that because it's so misleading. <laughs> okay, uh, Josh Scott. Because we know that whatever Josh Scott mentions on his uh, on his YouTube um, video series becomes instantly like the market for it becomes instantly inflated. Just take like case in point is the the old plastic shitty Behringer pedals, like. Before he released the video about those, people were giving them away free with other pedals they were trying to get rid of. They were, t- uh, they were. T- did I tell you that I bought a super fuzz? You did. You did. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like in terms of those pedals, some of them are like really, really quite decent circuits. But the issue is that they come in plastic pedals, mm. and swayed by a switcher. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah no, um you know it's so crap that you can do in between settings on it so you've got <laughs> you've got fuzz one fuzz yeah. two so fuzz one is like mid pushed but yeah. really nice it's very sabbathy fuzz two is very mid scooped and it's like oh that's gonna take my teeth out and then you've got a boost on it as well yeah. but it's so shit that you can put you can force the the switch in between and you get yeah. some great sounds. I mean, you, you you're knocking them for the in between sounds, but that's what strats used to do. Before, yeah. before, before they, they fixed it, yeah. Before they said, <laughs> actually, this is a brilliant feature. Let's do that. Yeah. So, like, is it a shit feature or is it is it genius? Oh no, it's shit. It's a shit feature. <laughs> it's it's not supposed to do that. The boss one doesn't do that, <laughs> as yeah. far as I know. Anyway, um, but it is. Uh, it's de- there was definitely no. Oh yeah, let's add that in. Sort yeah. of thing. It, yeah. It's... Otherwise, it would be a legit option. It'd be like one, one point five two, two point five three. Yeah, our, our friend um, Graham over at uh, Fuzztopia, great group. If you're not part of Fuzztopia, go over, be part of it. Great little group, guys. Um, he. Um, he he said to me, Lee, you've got to try and uh, do these in in between um, in between settings. And I definitely played some Iron Man doing that as well. You've got to Rob. really, haven't you? You just got to. But yeah, that, that's uh, so. That's another thing I've been up to. 
I think I'm sure there's other I'm things look, I've I'm done. I'm looking at our time, mate. I think we are we are well and past. Before we do sign out, though, I've got I've got a listener question, which I would be um, I would be an absolutely terrible Instagram person if I didn't in- include it because I, I put it up this morning. Um, just any any questions, hit me up. Um, and HB Guitar said, uh, "Let's let's see if I can get the words. Why are humbuckers the best?" Huh. That's <laughs> so, easy because they have higher output and they don't make as much noise. So I mean, my my, <laughs> my response to that was that um, they are two single coils that are put really close together, and because single coils are the absolute shit, um, having two of like them that. is awesome. Um, but I wanted to kind of throw a little link out here. In this month's Guitarist magazine, you can find out exactly why humbuckers and and more specifically why mini humbuckers are amazing. Um, there's a yes, little article are. that they did, um, and it features my my personal friend and one of our Patreon backers, Mister Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Um, yeah. Sorry. I've only so, used a few mini humbuckers, but when I have used them, you know, I expected them to be crap, and they are not. They are really good. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a beast in and of themselves, and they fit. They usually fit perfectly within a P90 housing as well, so they are interchangeable between P90s and uh, mini hums. Mm. So, very cool. Very, very cool. Indeed. So, so sounds like um, a bit place where we end it today yeah should i do the intro as an outro um well first we've got to mention some people haven't we we've got to mention santa our lovely claus. patreon backers oh, santa okay. claus unfortunately is not one of our patreon backers uh if you do want to back us though mr s claus and any of you people who are listening today uh it's patreon.com slash fret talk for as little as two dollars a month you can be one of these fantastic people and these people are as thus uh, let's see if we can do it without the book. It is Andrew Bimson who's in the in the comments. We've got uh, Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. We've got Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects. We have got Joseph Richardson of Abstraction, the new band. Go check them out. Um, we have got Hugh G Rection. Um, yep. Uh, we've got. <laughs> Um, ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and we have got our new chap Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast do yourself a favour if you like the Fret Talk check out the Tone Jerks those guys like the American American equivalent thereof um, want to catch me online it's Budget Pedal Chap at everything so you go facebook.com slash budget pedal chap instagram.com slash budget pedal chap youtube.com slash budget pedal chap which is the home of the no talk all tone series um and next week mm, there may be there may be some new new stuff coming i've got one or two people sending some pedals through so very interesting keep keep uh keep it Eyes and ears peeled for that one. Um, Lee, you are Pedalboards of Doom at everything, aren't you, pretty much? Yep. You can find me on everything, Pedalboards of Doom. We've, we're stepping up our Instagram uh, as well. We're doing really well on that. And uh, please go over and uh, give us a follow on there. 
and um, yeah, I do everything Timepedia as well. We've just released a bunch of Anasound stuff on there, and there's uh, more to come as well. So go and check out the stuff. Uh, particularly interested on there, you've got a high voltage, very ACDC. It's all based around ACDC. Go check it out. Um, yes, what else do I do? I don't know. Pedalboards of Doom YouTube, which is kicking off. Make sure you're part of it. Make sure you are subscribed to that. Because mm. it features Lee, but it also features me. Yes. And so there you go. Our other friends. Oh, Indeed. and we've got another uh, series that's going to come out. If you're an aspiring pedal builder, we're going to have a series for you. Yes. So, yes, we are. That's and I'm not doing soon. that, thankfully. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. be blindly Which the end do you roll this iron? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned and you'll get a shit joke in about a minute. Okay. Right. So for, for our myself. viewers, thank you very much. Love to you all. Mwah, mwah. Myself, <laughs> Mr. Budget Pedal Chap from Lee. Say bye, Lee. Bye. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Sit on a bit. Bye. and smells like a bell I don't know what is brown and smells like a bell dung <laughs> these jokes are shit <laughs> that was the best one <laughs>